This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark Stitchin, and with me today is Matt Little. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> me here, man. You, I appreciate nah, it. Nah, thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate when anybody wants to share their testimony. Uh, kind of in the pre-interview we were talking about, and I've said it on here before, testimonies really help grow other people's faith, and we don't have an opportunity to share them a lot of times, so... Um, just having just having somebody willing to share their testimony not only grows my faith, my faith has been challenged by mm. doing this, but it, it, it also, I know, is, is, is affecting other people. And I, I just wish sometimes churches would get back to sharing their faith. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you being here. Um, uh, uh, Jess, sorry. Yes. <laughs> so I almost said Jed. Um, but no, Jess... Uh, um, I know her as Reinhardt, and now I'm blanking on her what her name is. I think now. it's Evans. Evans. Yeah. Sorry, Jess. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, introduced us. Uh, yep. How long have you known her? Uh, probably about six months. Six months? Yep. Okay. And you, you guys go to a small group together? Uh, well, we met at uh, Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Through their Celebrate Recovery program. Okay. Um, you know, didn't have any real interaction, uh, but as things kind of progressed in a timeline, Mm-hmm we became to, to, right. to fellowship a little bit more. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and you go to Lighthouse. We've had a bunch of people on here from Lighthouse, as, as it is my home yeah, church. Yeah, man, that's my home. Yeah. Uh, again, I've said this a couple times. If, you, if you're if you around Glen Burnie or not around Glen Burnie, I, I highly suggest checking out, out Lighthouse. How long Catonsville, have you been? too, man. Catonsville. Oh, Don't that's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been going there? A little over a year, about 15 months, 16 months. 15 months. Yeah. Um, so uh, here at Amazed by God, we kind of we kind of share testimonies, as we said, and because um, it, it does really grow our faith. So, what has God done amazing in your life? Uh, so the first the first thing is that God has delivered me in ways that I never imagined I needed to be delivered. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a Catholic household. My father was a deacon and eventually a priest in the Catholic Church. Left the church, met my mom. Um, They had me. And I was raised essentially almost not as a pastor's son, but in that same context. You know, my dad was heavily involved with church, ministering to men and women, helping, just trying to be that ambassador of Christ everywhere he went. And I, I grew resentments, man. I grew resentments <laughs> real quick. That happens with pastors. Yes, That's why does. they have yep. a have a name about that. Not all. Sorry uh-huh. if you're listening. It's a newer one. Right. And Re- that that was me, man. And um as my time grew, I just started to push more and more away from God. And the schools that I went to and, and the people that I heard gave me a very distorted vision of who Jesus was. And I I, I looked at him and I said I got no connection with God. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's ever going to come and help me, no matter what I do. 
Now, were you in the Catholic Church still at that I time? I was. I was in Catholic Church. I was in Catholic school. And it's not so much the Catholic Church that was teaching me wrong. It's just we have these people who misrepresent Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't understand that because I was ignorant. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp the concept that sometimes people just get it wrong. Yep. And that's okay. But me being 15 years old and I'm hearing, hey, you can't do anything to fix this. I'm thinking to myself, I can do whatever I want now. Yeah. I'm free, right? When in reality, I'm just chaining myself up left and right. Um, I eventually developed a serious addiction to alcohol. That alcohol uh, problem, symptom, whatever you want to call it, eventually turns into a full-blown daily reprieve from life. Now set in, what am I doing first thing in the morning, which is drinking. Uh, Second thing that I'm doing is trying to go to work. I eventually joined the Marine Corps. I thought that that would sober me up. Uh, it did for about a year and a half, and then eventually it just came right back down to the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I had suffered an injury while I was in, and that's when the pain pills really started to take a hold. And I thought that alcohol was my source of finding peace. But then I had alcohol and pills, and that's where it really started to take a jump into a whole nother level. I was married. I ended up getting divorced. Um, and then I met my... Uh, my current wife now, who really and truly was the catalyst moment in the world to be able to change everything. Um, I had gotten to a point with her and I and our family to where I didn't want to live anymore. Um, I saw where my addiction had taken me. I was not blind to the fact that I was an absent father, an absent husband, um, I didn't have anything to offer anybody. I had a very successful personal training company at one point. That went away. That all went away. You can't train people when you're high. You can't train people when you're drunk. You know what I mean? Um, My priorities were just all out of whack. And I I, I looked at myself at points in time, and I would just think, how did you get here? How did you allow this to happen? And I didn't want anything to do with God, so God wasn't an answer for me at that time. But it came to a point where I was on my knees in life, not really sure where I was going. And uh, my my wife, man, she uh, she caught me on a nanny cam using in her house when I was supposed to be with my kids. Hmm. And um, I knew it was a nanny cam. We had used these nanny cams when I was deployed. And uh, it, it wasn't a nanny cam. It was more like a hooch cam. We wanted to see if anybody was coming in, stealing stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? That kind yeah. of stuff. So I see it. I give it a little wave. I do my drugs. And I know the call is coming. You know, at this point, I'm sleeping in my truck. Uh, very seldomly do I get to go home. If I'm able to have time with my son, that's what I'm allowed in the house, essentially. And we have this intervention, Right. And I have these very specific God moments at this point where I can identify God came into that moment, gave me that clarity, allowed me to see what it was that I needed to do, and executed it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything of my will. It wasn't anything that I decided I was going to do. I had tried to overdose numerous times, and I could drop hundreds of dollars, and it wouldn't happen. And I was so furious because that's all I wanted to do was die. Yeah. I didn't want to live anymore, man. You know what I mean? But God saved me. Like, literally. 
reached down, touched lives, touched hearts, touched minds, changed the way everybody thought, and delivered me. And my family said, you have to go to a rehab. And then they said, we don't have a rehab for you to go to. <laughs> right. So any addict or alcoholic takes that on their own liberty and says, oh, well, I got a week. Yeah. Right? A uh, week goes by, and they're like, listen, <laughs> we got to get you somewhere quick because you can't be doing this. Mm-hmm. So they sent me to Mercy. Mercy Hospital has a detox center over there, and I'll always advocate for them because they do a, a, a very good job. They've got chaplains that come in every morning and talk to you about God and just pray over you. And uh, they bring in meetings for Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. right? And that was my introduction to God in the real world. Uh, there was a guy in there who was facing a third-degree homicide charge, and I hear him talking about how God's going to carry him through it. He doesn't need to worry about it because, you know, God's, God loves him. And I'm like, dude, like, yo, you're carrying a third-degree charge for homicide, for killing somebody, and you're telling me that God loves you? It, it blew my mind because I couldn't believe that to be true. That's not what I, I thought. That's yeah, well, not what I knew. That's not the way the world thinks. Exactly. You know, I, I, I work with somebody, and he he— you know, my, I don't, I don't preach to him often, you know, but he knows who I am and, and knows, you know, my faith and background. Mm-hmm. And I hear all the time, you know, well, why do I need to be saved when the guy who, mm. you know, killed five people is in jail claiming to be saved? If God can forgive him, he surely can forgive me. Right. You know, so uh, it's that idea that, you know, you're better than the next person. How mm-hmm. can God still love you? It, yeah, exactly. And I heard that. And to think like, what have you found that I could not find? And it piqued my interest. I'm not going to lie. Like I was still going through withdrawals. I was, excuse me. I was severely frustrated with life at this point. And so I pulled him up afterwards and I said, dude, like, let's talk. You know what I mean? And we start talking and he starts asking me the tough questions. Well, do you pray? Do you believe in God? And I'm like, yeah, prayer doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like this is how ignorant I am to who God is in our lives. And, And I'm saying to him, prayer doesn't work and the next day he says you need to pray i'm like i'm not okay fine so my first prayer is god take away these withdrawals if you're if you're real you're gonna take away these withdrawals and it doesn't happen so i text him i'm like i told you you're wrong prayer doesn't work like your god is crazy blah 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 your mind is out of here i don't want to hear it anymore he's like what you pray for and i tell him and he said okay you're, you're you're praying for the symptoms of your problems to be fixed without fixing the source so I said, okay. So it was about 8.30 in the morning, and uh, we had just gotten meds for, you know, withdrawal, detox, all that stuff. And I, I had to identify what my problem was, and I did for about an hour and a half, two hours. And it left me in tears. And I prayed a real prayer because I didn't believe that I was worthy of love. I didn't believe that I was worthy of uh, the time that God would put into people. I didn't, I didn't understand that he loved me so much that he was going to take time to fix me immediately. And so I prayed to God that he would just fix this destroyed and tattered soul and this heart would be healed. And man, it didn't happen right then and there. It happened over the course of the next two hours. I didn't, I wasn't going through the withdrawals anymore. Um, I I wasn't angry. And at this point, I don't know anything about biblical theology or, you know, 
the practices in mm-hmm. the Bible from the Old Testament with oil or anything else. But I found out probably about six months later, I felt I felt this peace just running over me from my head to my toes. And I can't explain it except for Christ. Yeah. That's the only way that I can tell people about it. And I find out that, you know, this is the anointing of your life. Mm-hmm. You're healed. Don't stop here. You didn't. You didn't get saved just to be able to stop here and say, "Well, that's it. Thank you very much. I'm. Uh, I'm going to go do what I want to do now." And it became dramatically apparent to me that this is what I was supposed to be doing with my life. I began ministering to my family more more than anyone. Uh, my wife and I uh, went through a difficult time, probably like about three months into my recovery and this new walk of life that we have with Jesus. She suffered a miscarriage, hmm. and she's going through it in her head. Like, why are we being punished? Like, is this, is this just what we have to deal with? And I'm like, babe, God's plan is perfect. And it doesn't look like it right now, but everything is going to be fine. And we're going to get this baby back. We, (laughs) we welcomed our daughter into the world about a month ago. Awesome. Congratulations. I mean, you know, thank you. It's, God has done more for me than I can ever possibly uh, begin to share in in a day, in an hour. It, the works he does in, in our lives, my life, has left me feeling in awe. Sometimes I just have to sit back and I, I'm speechless. Yeah. You know? But he saved me, man. He saved me from a, a heroin addiction that put me on a path where I was just looking for death. Uh, my soul was dead. And man, it's like he came in with paddles, shocked my heart, changed my mind, revitalized my spirit. And not just that, but he healed my family. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, he heals everything around you. He, mm-hmm. he takes, he takes the brokenness and everything else and, and can, and can, you know, adapt them and, not saying that it happens all the time with everybody in every right. way with that 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 is not the way the the fallen world works but when god gets involved in something it just mm-hmm. it, it just blossoms and it grows what what let me ask you a question what was the biggest change from not knowing god and how you probably had a head knowledge of who god was mm-hmm. when you're growing up to when you experienced him what was the big thing that you noticed was was just the difference in who you thought he was to comparative to who he who he actually was. Was there something you were missing uh, back then that you you learned and discovered over these these this time that you have now known? Grace. 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 I'm an angry person by nature without God. Like violently angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, my past speaks for itself and I have no desire to ever revisit who that person was. But the one characteristic of who God is and in your life is grace. And that was absent from my life completely. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that he transformed me was number one, understanding what grace is, what it's been in my life, how to be able to extend that to other people. And just understand that life is filled with people who are walking around looking, looking for anything that's going to fill their bodies, their minds, their hearts, their souls with what it is that they need in order to be able to get through that day, to get through life. Mm -hmm. And I never understood that I was one of those people, you know what I mean? Heavily. And grace, man, grace. Understanding that the love that he has extends so far that he's willing to chase you for a while 
to do what needs to be done to get you back. You can't earn that. He's always there. You know, mm. I, I like the analogy. You know, we look at we look at history as it's history to the present as, you know, whatever happens in the past affects the present. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that that's true. But when we look at it from with God colored glasses on, let's say oh, man. the future mm -hmm. is God calling us and pushing the past out. Yep. So so with God, the the future is always brighter. Now we can we can roam like a dog anywhere <laughs> we want. Yeah, right. But there's God calling us as you know, as the owner of the dog, calling us and beckoning mm -hmm. us to come, and allowing us to push that past out. You know, mm -hmm. we 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 as Christians look and our hope for the future, and mm. you know, as we take a step, the moments that we walk forward. We're allowing our past to be pushed out. They will affect us. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It will mm -hmm. affect us. But we're allowing the past to be pushed out and walking into a new and brighter future. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and just, you know, you talking about that, you know, talking about just the fact that God God's going to give you, you know, a plan. And, mm -hmm. you know, it sucks sometimes when you're walking through it. It really it does. does, dude, because, you you know, uh, I was I was speaking probably about two or three months ago, and my prayer last year was, take me deeper. That's a scary thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. man. And, and, and what I didn't realize was, is that I have no idea what that means. Yeah. But I didn't care. You know, when, when I say take me deeper, when we say, let, let me go deeper, you know, there's a song by Hillsong. And I know that we're going to get to this eventually, <laughs> but I got to talk about it now, man. I'm sorry. Well, you're going to have to pick another one later. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is just where the, the you know, oceans, Yep. Right. Take me deeper. That song has touched so Dude, many people. I know. I, when I heard it, I just dropped. I'm like, <gasps> you know, that song in itself speaks profoundly to where my life was last year. You know, I was delivered from heroin. I was delivered from alcohol. I was delivered from anything that would alter my mind in a way that would deter me from being able to seek Christ mm -hmm. more. But man you don't know what that looks like until it actually comes time for you to, to live. And if you're not living it with Christ right there in front of you on your flanks behind you, you're open to anything. So when I sit there and I say, take me deeper, I'm doing that with the full faith and, and knowledge and understanding that anything that comes before me is going to be met by you mm -hmm. and you're preparing a table for me. And I can't wait to see what that looks like. You know, yeah, I heard Carl Lentz speak uh, mm. not too long ago. I was up at Hillsong, New York, yep. and uh, he he had made the analogy that somebody was somebody was making fun of him because Jesus was his crutch when he first got saved. <laughs> and he said, "Let me get this straight. Yeah. He, uh, he's not my crutch. No. He's my hospital bed. He's my <laughs> IV. You know, he's my doctor. He's yeah. my nurse. He's he's my everything because." Yep. With him, I need everything to get mm. to a point with him Come on. that I need. I need to get farther and deeper with mm -hmm. him. And, um, you know, I never heard that analogy before. I never heard somebody somebody speak about, you know, again, you seeking God and seeking going deeper and everything else. But thinking mm -hmm. about it in the sense that, you know, I am a I am a patient, you know, on death row. Mm -hmm. And I need every little bit that I can get of God mm -hmm. just to sustain and move forward. You know, and I've, I've been a Christian a, a pretty long time, you right. know, and, 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 and have had a strong faith and had my ups and downs. But just to think about it as, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on death's door and he's not just, mm. he's not just helping me move, you know, yep. the next step. He's helping me breathe and mm -hmm. live and 
move in every way. I was I was really challenged by that. So I mean, you got to think like that. That's life. Self will run riot. Yeah, you know, to live any other way. I I, I see it all the time, man. People come and they say, you know, I just don't understand. I'm like, bro, do you understand how much freedom there is in surrender? Complete surrender, not not like I'm gonna give this up but I'm taking the rest of it back. Like that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. If you can show me one point in history for anybody's life where them running their own life on self-will brought them complete and utter peace, love and success. I'll concede, but I'm telling you right now it hasn't happened. Yep. This this is show that America's one of the Un, most unhappy places in the world and we're one of the richest countries in the world mm. you know we 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 don't even f- come close to happiness on the happiness scale so no. that's that's amazing i love that testimony man i i'm i'm overjoyed just to hear <laughs> you know you. that god reached down and touched you and and, mm-hmm. and you were able to able to pull that out there was there was some some great nuggets in there for people and and look if you're you're in that path i know i know i've had some non-christians listen to this to reach out to me if, if you're questioning why we have hope basically uh it it's not because you know we're better or we know anything it's it's because we have answered the call mm-hmm. that god has put on our lives and he amen just gives us joy mm-hmm. you know he doesn't give us happiness he doesn't give us that moment to moment happiness he gives us an overwhelming joy that comes out and really really changes lives absolutely so all right, well, we we end with two questions here. So uh, you already got the one, but we're going to go back to it again. So, yep. But first, let me ask you, is there any character in the Bible, any story, uh, any verse that really has jumped out at you uh, that you would like to share? You know, when, when we talked about this in the beginning, I immediately go to Paul, right? Because the, the trans, you know, my mom said when I first got uh, clean and then, immediately following that got saved. I had no real biblical knowledge Mm -hmm. and I had no real understanding of who Christ was. And the the transformation was dramatic. And she said, you know, she always says when you had your, your Saul to Paul moment. (laughs) Right. And I'm just like, man, it's so true. But then I love Job. I Mm -hmm. love Job. Um, you know, when he says, if I could find you, if I could go to you, if I could be, you know, before your throne and plead my case, Maybe you would hear me. You would hear me, and you you would understand. That's how I feel sometimes. But then he comes back and he says, "But I know you're faithful, and I know that God is with me, and I know that I stand righteous before God." I can say that. I can I can live that now. You know. So I I, I love both of them, man. Between yeah. Paul and his life and the dramatic transformation that he met with Jesus, and 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 how he completely changed the world. You know, he went out everywhere, and he did more than anyone. We're sitting here probably because of what Amen. Paul did. I mean, yep. God would have called somebody else. Let me let's yeah, get that right. Straight. God makes <laughs> a way, no doubt. But, but Paul answered the call mm-hmm. to to expand the faith. You know, yep. Peter and, and Peter and them did, you know, something amazing. You know, but for the most part, they stayed in Jerusalem. You Amen. know, yeah, and, right. Uh, you know, they 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 didn't they didn't go far. The person that the first person to take it out is, yep. is Paul. You know, and with Job. You know, I think somebody else has mentioned Job on the podcast before, and you know, I've talked to people about Job. I, I, I tend to look at Job and I love God's response. Like, where yep. were you when you, I created exactly, the wild donkey? Right? Where were you when I created uh-huh. this? Where were you when the lightning strike or when mm-hmm. the heavens and the earth separated? And I'm just going, oh my God, yeah. that 
that that god oh god like mm-hmm. you are the one that still cares about me oh yeah so um that's awesome so let's have another song christian okay. or non that has touched you over the years and do it again do it again yeah is it by you know i think it's elevation okay. i don't know man I'm that's so, fine no oh, worries sorry we could search it um any words or anything reason why it touched you it's the first song that I heard uh, that was Christian music, all right? And I heard it the first time I walked in the lighthouse, and it brought me to my knees. And um, yeah, let me let me let me let me make sure I got this right because I uh, I don't dare. Yep, misspeak. do it again by Elevation okay, Worship. Yep. So you know it says I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I'm just like, man, you know, it caught me, and I was just like, yeah, that's on point sorry about that that's okay um you know I, and then my wife and i got baptized last year awesome. and that was the song that was playing when i got dunked and it just <laughs> brought it all together yeah. you know what i mean but that song in itself is like it's it's a it's a it's a constant reminder that you know i've seen the miracles and works that you do and when i start to slip up and feel like oh i'm forgotten Mm-hmm. I need to remember that what you did was monumental. You know, when Jesus is telling them, if you know, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to get up and go into the ocean and it will. And back then a mountain was a problem, you know, yep. it still is. I mean, I was, I was talking about this the other day. Sometimes our lives, you know, problems are, are mountains or they're molehills, right? But no matter what, if we're not going to Jesus with it, we're met with a struggle yep and that internal struggle can kill or give us life and that's what he does man and that song reminds me of that all let, the time let me just let me let me give you another picture of of that first the okay. mountain go yep when he tells that story you know the mountain that he was looking at it's the one that he had created <laughs> that he had put yep. his he's looking at the mountain of the government and mm-hmm. the oppressor right. um you know and and we live in a society now where you know whatever mm. you're political party is i don't really care yeah, <laughs> you know all right, all right but we are being oppressed and we are being divided by that mm-hmm. and jesus says that if you can say if you have mustard seed size faith you can tell that mountain where, he, where i mean he's literally pointing at the government at rome you can get up and go and that was you know their life was just crushed by that oh man so. i could talk to you about this for hours <laughs> <laughs> hours so, so we don't I'll have we don't have hours i, know, I don't know, I they know, listen, I know, so. I know. Right. but anyway i anything you want to plug anything that has uh jesus number jesus, one okay, plug yeah. jesus all day long right uh he's, he's got a facebook page right <laughs> I, I think it's one or two maybe an instagram page too yeah. you know check it out um and if you can't find him there definitely check out your bible-based church in the area because that's going to be where you find him um also if anybody is 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 trying to, to to navigate the waters of addiction alcoholism whatever the case may be feel free to email me mattlittle3043 at gmail.com um i will gladly talk to anybody about this that that's those that's my ministry right now yep. so and you can reach out to me uh info at amazedbygod.com or just go to amazedbygod.com so thank you very much for being on the podcast uh and for amazed by god brought to you by through god's library this is mark stitching and we will see you next monday if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe thank you for listening